0: Hello and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritato. I'm Ashley Rick Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That
1: it is, Nicholas.
0: And uh, what we do here is we watch a lot of this shit so you don't have to.
1: But you can if you want to.
0: And you know what, today I think you're going to want to because the show that we watched and it was the first time that we were exposed to this... Uh, Is a show called Gordon Ramsay's 24 Hours to Hell and Back.
1: You guys, if you don't watch this show, then you should just go ahead and consider yourself not a fan of reality television. That's how good it is. You
0: don't like drama. You don't like suspense. You you don't don't like action.
1: Real clear mental
0: issues. (laughs) (laughs) And and if you're a reality TV fan, you love watching people's mental illnesses show up on screen.
1: If you don't like families being destroyed, then why are you listening to this
0: podcast? Yeah, get a new hobby for crying out loud.
1: For real.
0: We'll get to that in uh, in a few minutes. Uh, Ashley, you've had a pretty eventful week, haven't you?
1: I've just been going nonstop, Nick. I feel like my life is um, just going from one thing to the next. For someone who does not have a job, I am... Like always working too much. Uh,
0: well, I mean, you have a job. You have you have. A I couple have the of job jobs. of
1: being a comedian, mm-hmm. and then that encompasses like a bunch of little things.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. I went to Philadelphia over the weekend on whoop Saturday. Whoop. I, I drove. I was opening for um, Aparna Nancherla, and I went, um, drove. We we drove to Philadelphia to perform at the Good Good Theater, and then we drove back to the Good
0: Good Theater. That's where we'll be when we uh, hit that tour, folks. Yeah, that's right, June sixteenth. We'll let you know about that a little later.
1: So um, we drove to Philadelphia and back in one day, which is quite a drive Mm -hmm. you know on the way there you have a lot of energy which is good because it's like two and a half hours from new york city basically unless you're me and you make a couple of mistakes and then it's like two hours and 40 minutes and then the way back much shorter i'm looking at an hour and 50 minutes well
0: you drove there in what at like 5 p.m yes on a
1: saturday which you would think wouldn't matter but it does lots of traffic and you
0: drove you drove home
1: we left Good Good at like midnight. Yeah, yeah. So it was a lot less traffic. But I'll tell you, the traffic that was there was drunk traffic. People weaving in and out of that I ninety five. Those those lanes. People seem trashed
0: on the turnpike.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, everyone seemed drunk. And then I just started getting tired and weaving. And I was like, maybe, <laughs> <laughs> maybe they're not drunk. Maybe they're just tired. Yeah. Um, but it
0: is, it's tough to keep yourself awake at night when you've been performing all day and you're driving yeah. all day and you
1: do two like, hot, like sold out shows like that takes a lot of energy.
0: There's not necessarily fun scenery to look at on the Jersey Turnpike either. No. You just kind of anticipate the next rest area. You wonder which. Uh, you know, person who signed the constitution. Yeah. Uh, it's <laughs> what historical to.
1: landmark or are you going to pass next?
0: Yeah. And they're not really landmarks. They're landmarks. They're just like John Hancock's Burger King spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just go in there and you same, same Burger King Sparrow. Uh, combination has a little bit of a, a a gift shop if you want a lot of like hey i'm from jersey get out of my way t-shirts you know that type of yeah. stuff and forget about it yeah well that's that's actually more that's brooklyn, brooklyn but still
1: um and but saturday was a full moon so i kept like looking at the moon and then that would cause me to veer veer off um it was
0: drawing you to crash into your the person in the next lane the yes moon. Mm. But
1: let's not forget, Nick, last week I broke a giant mirror, shattered an entire mirror. Traumatic experience for everyone in the house, except Lily, who seemed to be very excited that there was so (laughs) much commotion.
0: She likes chaos.
1: Yeah, she likes chaos. I'm very superstitious, so I shattered the mirror, and then immediately I did three counterclockwise circles and put some salt over my left shoulder, and then I saved a piece of the mirror because traditionally you should take it to... um, well, people will advise you to take it to a graveyard, reflect it on tombstone, so that you give the dead person the bad luck. And supposedly, it doesn't matter because they're dead, so they get the bad luck. Wait but a minute, I'm, that sounds
0: horrible. Right? Just that's pick what, a random d- tombstone yeah. you and pick then a
1: random tombstone. Project
0: the bad luck of a broken mirror mm-hmm. onto a dead body. Yes. Yeah, so that the, the
1: <laughs> dead body gets the seven years of bad luck. Now, is
0: there a horror movie that's based around this? Because no, it sounds but like there, there should be, be. Where that that. That now body has bad luck and then comes back for revenge yes. on the person that gave it to them.
1: Well, that's what we're gonna write. That's we're it's turning kinda like this kind of like Pet podcast, Cemetery with a broken
0: mirror. Kind we're gonna of.
1: turn this podcast into that horror movie. Yeah. Um. But I I felt guilty. I feel guilty giving a corpse seven years of bad luck. So instead, I left it out on our fire escape to um, be cleansed by the full moon, and then I think I'm gonna bury it in your mom's backyard.
0: Wait. Hold on. Where is it?
1: It's right up there. I left it on the fire escape overnight, oh, well, and then oh, I brought it back in. The,
0: sh- the shattered glass that we yeah. brought downstairs—just
1: one little piece.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Maybe not your mom's backyard, but I need to yeah, a- keep that out of my mom's <laughs> backyard. <laughs> well, it's just the only. <laughs> I mom, it- we're not
0: gonna <laughs> bury uh, a, bro- a piece of broken glass in your backyard. I promise. It's
1: just the only place that I have access to, like digging and burying. Something. Why don't you go to
0: the beach and do that? I
1: don't want to leave it because the beach is like it will be. Cur- like it'll it's not, nothing
0: will happen. You just bury the a beach piece, is, a, is, a, a jagged piece of glass, uh, very shallow at a, at a beach, at a public beach.
1: The beach is public property. I need private property near us to bury this on. Who do we know with a yard? Why don't you go to the park? That is again, once again, public property. We need. Do we have any friends with the yard that will let me go bury this? You know, our <gasps>
0: friend Jason is moving out. You're right. He can bury it there. And oh he, my and god, he, he will let
1: me do that. Yeah, Nick, that's so great. Shout
0: out to Jason Burke who is uh, moving to the West Coast, uh, moving to LA with his wonderful girlfriend Lauren and his beautiful doggy Dolly. Uh, He's a
1: past guest on the show, y'all. Yeah,
0: he was on this show, and I th- I don't know, remember what we talked about, but it was very early in this. Uh, iteration of the show because uh we had guests and we yeah. don't normally have guests back in the day mm-hmm. when we
1: brought people in and forced them to talk to us
0: and they were they would come on here and be like yeah i don't really watch uh reality yeah but uh thanks for having be me like,
1: on we'd be like but surely the real world right
0: and they're you- like never seen it i'm like but puck they're like who is uh, puck i've never heard of her yeah and, I'm like, and we're like oh. okay
1: what about survivor and they're like oh yeah i watched survivor once
0: with my dad yeah can't remember it
1: don't remember.
0: Uh, but then we have also great guests who are very much into it, like the wonderful Alison Leiby, who we're mm-hmm. hoping to get on this show to talk about the Vanderpump Rules. Ray
1: Sani, season. one of the- Ray
0: Sani, she's-
1: Like an encyclopedic knowledge an, of reality television. An, an
0: expert on on many uh, s- uh, series of television shows, has great insight on them. Yeah,
1: incredible. Um, and Sarah Tolomash
0: Sarah Tolemash. Introduced
1: is a, us to the phrase, he got his dick sucked at the roundup. I, well, I
0: had <laughs> seen that when it happened, but it's always great to hear it again. <laughs>
1: Introduce me.
0: Also, she's she's a Kardashian fan. We've had great guests on, but really just Jason. He was just on here not talking about anything. The fact
1: is is that Jason's moving to L.A. Yes,
0: but I do want to mention because I did say Vanderpump Rules. I know last week I said that Ashley and I were going to watch both of the reunions uh, back-to-back and then talk about them this week. Well, guess what? It's a three goddamn parter, Um, and so we are going to watch all three hours of the reunion and next week we will be doing a complete roundup of the reunion. Ashley, who is not a constant viewer of Vanderpump, but she gets all the references. I think it'll be a good perspective uh, on kind of breaking down the the reunion based on her not having really allegiances to characters and me being all biased. Yeah. As far as who I love and who I hate on that show, I'm very excited. I have not watched any of them yet. I cannot wait to marathon through them. I'm super pumped. I've never done this before. I always wait till they come out and watch them one week after another. Uh, this is going to be the first time where I'm saving them up and I'm excited. I'm, I'm actually. I'm pretty, it it I'm, feels like Star Wars to me. Like I'm like what? about to go see a premiere of star wars Nick. that's how excited i am about watching them
1: jeez i, I feel okay about
0: it this is my game <laughs> of thrones finale by yeah the way. i've never seen a second of game of thrones i've seen every single second of vanderpump rules wow
1: well at least you have your priorities straight yeah
0: well ash how much have you watched of uh, game of thrones first
1: two seasons yeah. until my friend brian moved to la and, then and i stopped having access to hbo
0: you had hbo for quite a while no here. we just
1: got it like a year ago when one of our parents got it actually just just admit f- no
0: i really Admit that you're just not a good game of thrones fan
1: i refuse
0: and that you like reality tv more say it okay say fine. It, you like it more
1: I, mean, I, I might like sabrina more than all
0: of it well i mean we talked about this before when we were just watching this gordon ramsay's 24 hours to hell and back yeah uh that was uh 45 minutes we watched it on hulu without commercials and it felt like half the amount of time that it takes to get through a Sabrina. Nick Admit hates
1: it. Sabrina.
0: I like the last three episodes uh, of all both both seasons plus the the Christmas special. Yeah. The Christmas special. special
1: was fun. No, no.
0: I did not like it. Oh. <laughs> I thought the first season stunk. I thought the Christmas special was even worse. I thought the first three quarters of the second season was boring. Babe. And then the last couple of episodes they drew me in and I like it. Why now.
1: are you lying to our listeners? I'm not lying. Tell you why are you lying? First, you liked the first season. No, I didn't. You liked I <laughs> liked it enough to watch the second season. I like season.
0: you enough to watch the second season. <laughs> then
1: why did you bail on Friday Night Lights?
0: I didn't bail. I th- I'm just, I, I've not jumped, I can't jump back in right now. But I'm, I <laughs> might be ready to, okay. at this point, I might be ready to do that because I've taken a break. I'm, I'm weird about the fifth season. It was just not, the, it's not the show I'm looking to yeah, watch. you it's,
1: keep waiting for Tyra to show up. Yeah,
0: where the fuck is Tyra? I <laughs> yeah. mean, uh, you know, Layla was, Lila? Lay- Lila. L- whatever her Lyla. name is. Lila. Whatever, I don't want to talk about Friday Night Lights. But listen. listen. Listen, to the Sabrina fans out there, good luck uh, to you guys. I may not be back for the third season. You
1: have to be back. I I can't watch it by myself. It's too scary.
0: It's not scary at all. It's so scary. that's my problem. It freaks me out. Out. Listen, I watched Mandy on a beautiful Sunday afternoon with uh, kids playing out. Yeah, in the you're street, a, you're
1: a, a and uh, it insane was the wrong- person. No, I'm
0: not an insane person. I'm just saying, Mandy. I hadn't seen Mandy by the way. If you have, if you have a chance to see Mandy, it's on Shutter. If you have Shutter, you can get a free month trial if you want on Shutter. Shutter is like the horror Netflix. Uh, Mandy is 100 percent an incredible movie, top to bottom.
1: Speaking of horror, I babysat this week, you guys. I babysat.
0: What are you? What are you tr- are you comparing Mandy to beautiful little children that you babysat? What's I might going on? be. What happened? I
1: might be. Well, this is one of my many jobs. What happens is I, I write for things, you know? I write for Ask Me Another on NPR. You guys should listen to that. It's a great podcast. I mean, definitely listen to our podcast, but also check that one out.
0: Yeah, there's room for two.
1: I do comedy. So, you know, I have comedy jobs. But but the nature of comedy, the nature of showbiz, is that there will be like little stretches of time where you don't have uh, steady work. And so I like to have... like. like, Like sort of backup job. So the occasional babysitting thing will pop up. And I babysat this week. um, And I had to say to two seven-year-olds. I had to look them in the face and say, I am not your hired clown.
0: You kind of are. No, I'm not. They hired a comedian to watch their kids. I'm there to make
1: sure the kids don't die.
0: You're as close to a hired clown as you could probably get.
1: I am not there to entertain them nonstop. That's well, wild. Th- that that is-, is crazy to think. To expect me to be on and entertaining them for like four hours.
0: All right. Well, take take us back. So there, you're, you're ba- you you <sighs> babysit one child, and then yeah. and often. There's a play date after school with his best friend. Yes, exactly. And how old are these children? They're seven. They're seven, and you're mm-hmm. saying they're horrible, and you think they're like horror movies. Well, how dare you? They
1: are in charge of me, and they know <laughs> it, and that is why it's a horror movie because they, they are my cute. bosses. I saw
0: pictures of them. They look like two little cutie. Farts they're cute. Running around. They're
1: fun, but they do boss me around, and they call me dumb, and then they demand <laughs> me to play characters and entertain them.
0: What are the, so? What are the type of uh, characters and stuff that you're breaking out? Um, are lots you doing of like like goblin. Or... no oh, okay. uh-uh.
1: they want me to be a goblin they want me to be a troll they want me to be a witch and recently i've come up with the character dance
0: monster and they are
1: <laughs> really into the dance monster so
0: wait how does dance monster go dance
1: monster just kind of shows up and dances <laughs> and um tries to make them evil and then <laughs>
0: <laughs> through the, the through the
1: power of dance oh, yeah wow. and sometimes the dance monster will turn into the troll woman where it'll be like you didn't know i was the troll woman the whole time. What does Dance Monster sound like? Dance Monster's like, hey guys, I'm just here to dance. Who wants to dance? Let's dance, 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 And then I dance around and then I'll be like, I tricked you. It was me the whole time and now you belong to me. You're evil just like me.
0: Now, do they like Dance Monster? Like, do they dance around with yes. Dance Monster a mm-hmm. little bit?
1: Yeah, especially if I can... There's like a Spotify channel that one of the kids' parents started. So, like, if I can... there. It, there's such a delicate balance between having the Spotify channel playing and it not being the center of attention. So, if I can incorporate the Spotify channel into the Dance Monster in a way where they're not controlling the songs, mm-hmm. then it's a hit. If they get a, a hold of my phone or the iPad, then and they just keep skipping songs. You know, they'll be like, I don't like this one. Let's listen to this. Yeah. I don't like this one. And then the game just becomes skipped through the songs.
0: Yeah. Oh, wait, no, I got one. I'll do this. And then, yeah. Yeah. And so you try to commandeer the playlist through yeah. the power of the dance monster. Right. And then uh, they dance around and then they and then you make the switch to the troll lady. Yeah. And then troll lady. What do they do when you when you hit the troll lady They part?
1: scream and they run into their <laughs> protective cave. And then if I have the serum, um, the serum of power, I can get into the cave. But usually I don't have it. Um, but do I, they
0: give it to you? How do you get it? I have to steal it. Oh, Okay. Yeah. Where is it usually held?
1: It's it's kind of. Do you remember those um, like containers to make popsicles at home? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It's one of those, <laughs> and um, one of the kids usually has it on them because it's also like the healing serum. Because oh, okay. if I make them evil, then they will heal them with the healing serum. Right.
0: So the goal being for the troll monsters to get. The healing serum um, elixir. The the
1: goal is to make them evil. And and, And the goal for them is to kill me.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, do they ever accomplish killing you?
1: Yeah. Well, they do sometimes. When you're tired? mm -hmm, Yeah. And I'll (laughs) lay there and they'll be like... Uh, they'll be like we killed her we killed her and then you know I can tell they'll be like okay what do we do now and then I'll come back to life right and do they ever him.
0: give you the serum they're like you're not playing here's the serum yes all the time oh my <laughs> god when I
1: try and die because I'm tired they'll be like we gave you the serum you're, you're better now actually you're better now get up and chase us and I'll be like I contaminated this serum and it no longer
0: works or you know, we, we uncontaminated we yeah, gave it to you exactly yeah, just no yeah. the floor is lava yeah you know, exactly so so this sounds like a lot of fun, first of all. And but you can't keep it up for four hours. No, I can do
1: it for about 30 minutes. Do
0: you ever do the thing where it's like, okay, now we're going to play the we all close our eyes and meditate game. And the person who can stay quiet the longest wins the serum.
1: Oh, my God. No, because they do not respect me. (laughs) And so they would never do that. They would never play something that they did not want to play. Like, it's not like I could introduce something like, okay, now what we're going to do is like blah, blah, blah. And they'd be like, we're on board just because we like Ashley. That's not the case. (laughs) (laughs) they they think of me as less than it's very clear (laughs) and so we can only play like what they want to play you're
0: basically their like friend that they keep around because like they have to hang out with you they're
1: highly aware that i am a servant and that is um a part of the deal like they like know my place in the game like they know their parents are paying me to be there yeah and so it's kind of like you have to do what we say <laughs> and, and there's like two of them and it's it's hard to compete with that yeah honestly they overrun and then when i start like setting rules they're like we don't like you you're dumb <laughs> and, and, and then i'm just being like you know insulted by a seven-year-old so i'm like okay we can play what you guys want to play because i'm like trying to be cool again
0: do you have um is there any moments where they actually like let you in and like are like got friends with you for real and at all or the whole yes. time you're kind of mm-hmm. on a tightrope?
1: Sometimes rep. they're friends with me. Um, the main kid will sometimes like just put his arm around me or put his head on my shoulder. Or, yeah, he's he'll be real sweet. And when he is like, um, when he's alone, when the, the friend's not there, he's like very he's very respectful of me as an adult. Like he, he will be, he'll just be sweet and considerate. But as soon as like the friend gets there, it becomes like a group mentality. Now I will say that the other, the friend, we started bonding recently because he also wants to be evil, but like, he's kind of like, I think he's a little embarrassed that he wants to be evil. So, like, halfway through the game, he'll, like, come over and be like, okay, you promise, okay, I'm going to say that I, I accidentally left the serum out here, and then you you bite me, and you make me evil, okay? But don't tell him. And then he'll run away, because he needs an excuse to right. turn evil. And then you
0: bite him, and he's like, oh, oh, look what happened. Yeah. I don't know how that yeah. happened. Well, yeah. You guys know the rules, so I guess I'm evil now.
1: And then I'll be, then his friend will be like, here's the serum. And he'll be like, I accidentally left it out. <laughs> you know, and it's like, he is trying to create a whole thing
0: so it is more fun to be the villain
1: yeah well me and the friend have bonded over the fact that i'm evil they i've always been evil it was never a choice of, of course, mine of course um and he, we've bonded because i allow i turn him evil when he asked me to
0: so like you're kind of giving him a little of the you're giving him some juice and i'm giving like, him what he wants yeah, yeah he likes it yeah you guys play video games ever
1: uh-uh we did a couple of times but they're like when i babysit the kid one-on-one we'll play video games together and that's Honestly, like really when he shines in terms of um, being respectful and teamwork because he like, I don't know what I'm doing on these video games. And he like wants to help me and he wants me to see me do well, which is really sweet because when you're around children, it's pretty obvious that they're just like little like meat monsters running on pure ego so one if a kid is like i want to see you thrive in this i want you to enjoy this like i enjoy it it's expressing a certain level of empathy that i'm not i i don't see in children really so that is really sweet and cute um but the other kid the friend doesn't get uh doesn't have like video game privileges
0: what game do you guys play when it's just one on one
1: lots of mario kart
0: oh that's fun you love those type of games yeah
1: and some sort of Lego game where you're like trying to save the world through Legos. I yeah, don't fully understand it. There's a lots it. of lots of Lego games yeah, out there. Yeah, yeah,
0: big franchise. Well, uh, actually, I mean that sounds like uh like truly a blast. Um, to I can't play believe around. you. It does. I it sounds like you get to, like you. play around and goof around. I would get tired pretty quickly and I'd be like dead on the ground. What for about them as long bossing me
1: around constantly? They constantly challenge everything I say, Nick every single thing i give say, me an example their mom tells me to pick them up at 2 30 from school i arrive at 229 and they're like you're late
0: <laughs> why are you so
1: late all the time and i'm like i'm not late their parents will be like go to the park enjoy some park time and then go to the house i'll be like we're going to the park no my mom said we didn't have to go to the park if we didn't want to and i'm <laughs> like you they emailed me i'm just following their instructions every single time i say something they're like no come on
0: you ever show them the email
1: Look. No, I oh, don't. Okay. But I threaten to call their parents sometimes. Oh. Yeah. And that usually, that's really the only thing that works.
0: Wow. So wait a minute. So what situation have you threatened to call a parent?
1: Um, I've threatened to call a parent over homework. Oh, no. Because there's like homework they're supposed to do after school. Oh, and they'll be man. like, we don't have homework. <laughs> and I'll be like, your parents said you had writing homework to do today. And they are like, no, they don't know. They got it wrong. And I'll be like, okay, should I call them? And they're like, oh, no, I guess we do have some homework. <laughs> um, that shows, that comes up. Cleaning up. Yeah. Any sort of, anything where I have to express literally any type of um, control. Like anytime I'm telling them to do something, they fight it. Have 100%. you called a parent? I haven't called a parent, but I have texted over like video game stuff. Yeah. Because they are like kept challenging me about stuff and like uh, over television screen time stuff. And they'll be like, no, it's true. We, you know, we're allowed to watch a show. And I'll be like, I don't think you are. And then I'll have to text a parent. And were you
0: right or were they right?
1: it was kind of like neither of us were right it was
0: just like man if they want to fine yeah exactly
1: yeah. and i'm like well i you told me not to and now, and now, I, now just, I look like an asshole yeah exactly <laughs> um so that happens a lot
0: well it sounds like a lot of fun ash to be honest i mean yeah sure you mean, i mean but that's they call all- me
1: dumb nick ash
0: Maybe you are. I'm, I'm, I listen, I'm just saying to What's them, the... to them, they don't know what smart is. They
1: say I'm strict and it's just because I like don't want them to, you know, run into the traffic yeah. and stuff.
0: Oh man, yeah. you're dumb yeah. and strict.
1: Yeah. Or like we were walking home from the park, right? And so we were walking there and I was like, okay, at this corner, we're going to take a left. And one of the kids was like, no, we take a right at the corner. And I was like, we definitely take a left. And he was like, you're <laughs> wrong. You're so dumb. You don't even know where we're going. And I was like, I know exactly where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> we take a left at the corner and he was like no you don't know I'm going to prove it to you and he ran up to the corner and he looked and he came back He's he was like it's like I said we take a left at the corner and I was like I was saying we take a left in <laughs> the corner, and he was like, "No, that's what I was saying, and that's basically oh what God. babysitting is he, like." He's
0: basically um, bugs bunnying you. Yes, at that the whole point. time. Um, all, just gaslighting. Yeah, is what it is. It's
1: gaslighting.
0: Um, well, hey, enjoy yourself while you, while you have this job, Ash, because you're you're you know these kids won't be seven for long, and then they'll really be jerks because they'll be eight.
1: Oh, that's a good point. You know, let's be honest. I will say it. People is, just get worse. It is fun to improvise.
0: With the children. With yeah. the children. Because they're committed to it. They're committed. Yeah. yeah. They it's actually real. They have a sense of play. It's real. Yes. Yeah. And I
1: can I, I they respect me as an improviser. It's the only thing they like about me <laughs> is that I can play characters yeah and then I can I can be in that world with them.
0: Yeah. Um, well, you know what? Let's uh let's just jump right into it, Ash. How yeah. about it, huh? Let's do it. So as we said before, we cracked in to just a wonderful treasure
1: and how do we find out about this treasure
0: Nick? uh my oops sorry i'm playing a little bit of it right there um my father uh told uh me that there is a new gordon ramsey show out there um i know for a fact that he was a fan of kitchen nightmares you know my dad doesn't really get down with reality tv so much um so uh, the fact that he is telling me about a reality show... Yeah, I was surprised. ...was very exciting for me.
1: It's a first recommendation he's ever given us.
0: Absolutely. And um, this show uh, seemed right up my alley because I love Kitchen Nightmares. I've seen almost every single Kitchen Nightmares, and that includes the stuff that was from England. Wow. Uh, and Gordon Ramsay, I mean, he really... I, I think he, he... As far as I'm concerned, he's the first guy... To have a show that is like this. And since this has happened, since uh, Kitchen Nightmares, um, it kind of established a type of reality show that is a mixture of like a cooking show Mm -hmm. or a home improvement show, but also creates the drama of like a real housewives or like a real world where you're contained in an area with a bunch of people that are aggravating you and now you guys are going to argue about it. Yeah. And so it's really the best of both worlds. You will get some culinary stuff going on. You will get some remodeling happening. But you're also really going to get that juicy ass drama which honestly lacks from like a tiny houses or like a flip this house thing. Yeah, there might be some issues because they're going over budget or like I thought this room was going to be the dining room Room, but you want to make it an extended part of the kitchen. But it never gets to the point where people are throwing dishes against the wall. Right. And I needed to get to that point. Now, a few weeks ago, we we uh, did a show that's a direct ripoff of Kitchen Nightmares – but has its own life and its own fandom, which is Bar Rescue. Right. And really what, uh, you know, their Kitchen Nightmares, Bar Rescue, pretty much the exact same show where Bar Rescue, it's this guy who has um, opened up all of these bars, successful bars. He's launched them, and he's got a team of experts with him. He's going to take your terrible situation that you call a bar, and he's going to make it lucrative. Uh, it's ripped straight off of Gordon Ramsay, where he would go to a, a, a restaurant, same deal. Your restaurants. sucks it's about to fail completely mm-hmm. he's coming in and he's going to um flip it make it better and uh, help and in 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 there's also a point where it's not just about the restaurant. There's always some sort of a family or There's staff issue. There's a personal issue. issue. Interpersonal issues yeah. that he also kind of therapizes.
1: Now, the only thing, this show is almost perfect for me. It just lacks one thing, which is repeat, like, re- repeating characters. Because we met some people on this episode, and I would like to see them forever
0: yes uh i mean you could uh, this uh, this that's
1: my only thing against the well, show this
0: restaurant is uh you know a couple, an hour out of manhattan so i mean we could go oh, to this restaurant and Nick, have a meal
1: i didn't even think about that Actually, i
0: mean if it's still around we should but do that that's tonight. the other thing about these shows kitchen nightmares and also bar rescue they do not have great success rates oh really yeah in the long term i mean really bar rescue actually no i think i looked up kitchen nightmares really like their first season worth of stuff when he when he came to america to do it so this is this show is almost exactly like kitchen nightmares except what happens is gordon ramsey instead of taking a week he only takes 24 hours to flip your restaurant and make it better and The other twist here is instead of him kind of planning on showing up to your restaurant and then you try to wow him with what you have to offer and then him going into the kitchen and saying everything is disgusting – He sneaks in using um, prosthetics prosthetics, and in a costume with like a fake family. Got a
1: big pot belly.
0: (laughs) Um, Added a bulbous nose. uh, This episode revolves around a restaurant in our uh, upstate from um, Manhattan called Bella Gianna's, Mm -hmm. an Italian restaurant. Run by an Italian family. Oh,
1: they're so Italian.
0: Um, The father who started the restaurant's name is Frank. Uh Uh-huh. And then uh, the... Benny
1: is the son. Benny
0: is the son. His brother... Brother
1: Brother-in-law was also Frank. Was
0: also Frank. He's passed away. He's
1: passed away. Listen, before we get any deeper into this, there was a kid at Kids and Comedy Summer Camp.
0: That's where we teach. We teach kids comedy on the weekends. Do
1: you remember this kid from last summer? He was 10 years old. And his whole bit was like taking yeah. his oh, girlfriend yeah. to meet his family. He's like, hey, there's Big Frank. There's little Frank. Meet Uncle Frank. Meet Cousin Frankie. Yeah, he's
0: like, oh, that's just the Franks. Except for the Johnnies. There's Big Johnny, Little Johnny, yeah. Medium Johnny. And, then, yeah.
1: and, and this is Vinny. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: He, uh, what, uh, what's that, what was that kid's name? I'll keep it a he secret because like we're a, on a he podcast. He looked like a little little Chris Farley.
1: I'll say he was a little meatball of a uh, man. I, I loved that
0: kid so much. Yeah. I hope he comes back this summer.
1: Me too. He was so funny. But, uh, but uh, yeah. I thought about his act out the whole time. Yeah,
0: because there. There was two. There was just so many Vinnies. Yeah.
1: Well, there was so many Frank's and then. Yeah. And Vinny. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so anyway, it really revolves around. What's the sister's name? I don't know. Uh, see, that sucks. Yeah. So I didn't write it down either. But there is the brother and the sister are the ones running the restaurant. And brother Vinny is um, he is losing it. And he is really seems to be the manager of the restaurant and he is having interpersonal problems with the staff, uh, most notably the head chef, who is another old Italian. He's an older Italian guy. Yeah. And what they're showing in the clips of this is just kind of Vinny going into the kitchen and being like, Lou, this stuff—they—they uh, they don't like the stuff. It's not good. And then Lou being like, "You come back and you cook it. You—you you think you can run these things?" <laughs> and then you know throwing a pan across this. And then Vinny just being like, "Come on, Lou. You gotta get it together. Everybody's blaming me." Yeah. This is the. This is like the big, you know, hulking Italian man who will just cry on a on a drop of oh a my god he this guy so cries much. this guy Vinny, cries like every single scene he's in
1: he's either yelling or he's crying yes
0: yelling or crying there's just no there's no in between
1: doesn't laugh once
0: <laughs> so we open up the uh we have gordon Ramsay rolling up to this place and uh, they park in the parking lot with he's got like a huge tractor trailer that he's towing that seems to be like his compound Mm -hmm. he's got his fake family with him he goes into his tractor trailer and he gets into his disguise and the disguise he kind of looks like an Irishman like he's got like a golf hat on Mm -hmm. a mustache like a Harrington coat
1: they did such a good job with his disguise because they gave him like this perfectly big pot belly and then they did the thing that I love which men who dress like that do which is just zip up their coat about one quarter of the way up their pot belly and then let the rest of it hang out baby yeah and i was like wow what a fun detail
0: they put glasses on him he and and they he really made it look like this was a family that was kind of passing through on vacation
1: yes and he said it was um an homage to
0: Oh, yes, because they were in a station wagon. Uh-huh. It was a homage to the original Vacation. Yes. Don't know why they did that. Yes. It just was fun for a second because it looked like the uh, shitty station wagon, which was the station wagon, the sports ma- sports machine or whatever yeah. they call it in the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, like was like backfiring and stuff for and like had a, a second.
1: Yeah. And he had a son and a daughter. Yeah. So it's like, it's like, it was just it's like, this is just like Chevy Chase's famous
0: movie. So um, what the whole setup is, is apparently the restaurant thinks that they're going to be up for like a remodeling show, like something that would be on DIY network or yeah, HGTV. Fixer Upper. Like something where they would just fix the restaurant up. And that's why that they had a uh, cameras planted in there, you know, kind of to sneakily let Gordon Ramsey see what's going on in the restaurant. Um, and then so at one afternoon, Gordon and his fake family roll up, Gordon's in full prosthetics, they go in, the son asks for a table for four, they go sit down, the uh, waitress comes over. They start ordering food. The His fake wife in here, who's an Italian woman. Wow,
1: and what a great job. And
0: she just, I didn't think she was, she made a, I mean, no pun intended, she made a meal out of her. Out of She her, really did. Out of her sting. And that I mean, is how you attack a roll, people, yeah, she, okay? I mean, she was just like, all right, yeah, we'll get some of these clams over here, and we'll have a <laughs> few of these things. i get two of those, six of those, a box of those uh, naked lady teas, and then we'll do that. And then so she orders, all, you know, basically all, all the stuff on the menu. But I just thought it was interesting. Thing that she's just like a straight-up Italian woman when Gordon Ramsay, who's just kind of looking down, he's not making eye contact with anybody. He's not ordering any of his own food. He's not talking. Yeah. Um. He doesn't look like an Italian man who has an Italian family. This
1: does not look like his family. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Looks like they found like a hitchhiker or something. Yes. They brought him in. But yeah. it doesn't get in the way. So the food starts coming out. You know, you got the clams, the clams come out first, and they're like clam they're like baked clams. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, I think this is fantastic. They start eating the clams, and this is true to kitchen nightmares where he they eat it, everything sucks. Like they'll Every never, thing. they'll never admit that anything was good. They start eating the clams. All of a sudden, like the fake family and Gordon's like look at eating these clams, like, oh, yeah, the clams. There's no clams in the clams. It's they're all just, breadcrumbs. It's all breadcrumbs. Like yeah. they're reusing shells or something. Yeah. It's like What's going on there? That's crazy. Then the
1: veal is undercooked. Well,
0: so first, before they get to the veal, now you got Vinny, the owner. He comes over, and the wife is like, these clams are terrible. They're horrible. (laughs) Bring these back. There's no clam in the clam." And then so you know, Vinny goes back to Lou, and he's like, "Lou, this—they don't like him. They hate him. The clams got no clams in them." Lou's like, "The clams ain't got no clams in them. How the clams ain't gonna have no clams in them?" Like, it's just so fantastic the personalities on this on this episode.
1: They were all so wonderful, guys.
0: There's no way this show gets any better than season one, episode one. If yeah. you got Hulu, crack it on because it's so much fun to watch. I cannot tell you how great this family is so
1: then they get into the veal which is undercooked Veals
0: undercooked she, the
1: woman says it looks like a placenta
0: yeah oh, uh,
1: gordon ramsay said it looks like something from his granddad's underpants so the, the, which yeah, I, I do not understand is he talking about poop
0: i wrote down i wrote down some of the comparisons here for bellagianas so yeah um it, it, the first comparison which might have been the clams where, where uh, Gordon said it tasted like the back seat of his car
1: oh my god
0: and then when the veal comes out it said it tasted he said it tasted like the inside of my grandpa's underpants oh I
1: thought he said it looked like the inside of my grandpa it, either or okay. I mean like, I Which, guess
0: why would he taste that yeah
1: and what but what is he saying is he saying it's poop <laughs> it's
0: bad he's just saying it it's bad it looks like poop no that just sounds like by the you know he's done a thousand kitchen nightmares where he's had to compare bad food to shit yeah things. he's like, just got to come up with something fresh. fresh and then uh, the, of course the, the the actor the actress wife yeah says it looks like a placenta which wow. is just hilarious that that that's is. where and that's where they cut that's where they end
1: they keep sending a food back they keep arguing with Vinny. Vinny and the wife get into it i mean she's like laying into it yeah
0: they're you know vinnie's like uh, well all right well you don't like anything i get it and then the wife's like
1: Oh, are you going to be rude to me now? That's not yeah. nice.
0: He's like, well, you don't like nothing in here. Yeah, he's, he's like, like,
1: might as well bring him dessert and yeah. coffee on the house. Yeah. Because- well, I, well,
0: everything's on me because you hate all this stuff. So we'll give you all your food for free. <laughs> give me this. It's just getting getting flustered. more flustered. Fluster brings it back, throws it in the kitchen to Lulu. He's like, what's going on here? Yeah, And he's like, they don't like nothing, Lou. He's like, get out of my kitchen right now. <laughs> like, It's just incredible. So many pans and pots flying around. And then at this point... Gordon Ramsay stands up. He rips his mustache. Oh, he goes up, in the bathroom. To yeah, the, he takes his prosthetics off and he goes in. And by the way, Gordon Ramsay with the pot belly and all that stuff and the prosthetics, he takes it off. This man is cut. Yeah, he's a cut. Man, yeah, he's, and I, think he's I was getting, like
1: never attracted to him until I saw him go from ugly to he normal. Is ugly, like, he's his ugly. face is ugly.
0: I do think he has had some work done. I think he's had like some. Uh, I'll tell you what. He stuff. took that
1: belly off, and I was like, I'm seeing you for the first time. He's
0: ripped. I mean, he yeah. eats cleanly. You know, he's he's cooking his own food. He's probably the wealthiest man in England. They um,
1: walk. Back, he walks back into the restaurant. People are freaking out. My question is, did they know it was him at the table? They Must have. Right. They must have. The sister who will remain nameless, which is a shame. What's her name? Like Maria? I wish we knew her name. Um, it was like
0: Belladonna or something. Yeah, it was like something close to the restaurant's name.
1: She, um, she makes a shocked face when she sees him, but Vinny yeah.
0: doesn't. So yeah. I'm
1: thinking Vinnie might. have... You're
0: looking at the guy. I mean, it just seems. Yeah, yeah. It has to be Gordon Ramsay. They I have mean, who to knows? Know. It's the first episode. I don't know what they're thinking. Who knows? So anyway, he go. They. Uh, he uh, Gordon comes out of the bathroom. Yeah, and he's now back. Now he's back to being Superman. He's yes. taking off his Clark Kent costume or whatever. He's back to being Superman. Yeah, he walks in. He goes, hi, hey Vinny. I'm Gordon Ramsey. Uh, welcome to the show. Yeah. Um, Can you round up everybody in the kitchen?
1: Yeah. And to the customers, he's like, everybody put down your forks. Put them down. down, Like he's yelling. Forks
0: down. Forks down.
1: Everyone follow me. He takes them to his giant tractor trailer and he forces them to watch footage of how gross the so restaurant is. So this is wild. He brings brainstormed <laughs>
0: everybody who's eating in the restaurant and the whole kitchen staff and the managerial staff everybody goes outside to the parking lot to his trailer which opens up like a transformer. Yeah. There's like a big screen behind the screen is like a whole kitchen staff like yeah. cooking. Like yeah. All his experts are in there like working on the new menu. I and would then be... he shows a highlight reel yeah. of how or it should be called a low light reel of how disgusting the place that all these people were just eating is. I
1: would be so pissed if I was eating and someone like forced me to stop, and then they came out and they were like, "Look how nasty your food and,
0: was." And and quite honestly, folks, it, it's disgusting. I don't think like,
1: you had this footage the whole time, and you were just letting me eat there. Yeah, come on,
0: it's pretty bad, and it's like you know a lot, black mold uh-huh. on all of the stuff in the kitchen, meat that's like a few years old. I mean, it's the classic kitchen nightmare scenario where like they open up freezers and they're like, it's just disgusting in there. But on top of that, we have the arguing with Vinny Oof. and his and. His his vinnie. sister uh we find out that his uh the frank's you know the the father has put in over a million dollars of his yes. own money into this thing so Sad
1: because he doesn't want to see his son to fail son fail we
0: start hearing that they're only making like two thousand bucks a week off this restaurant yeah. i mean there's so and much the stuff saddest going on part
1: is that uh vinnie has a teenage daughter i think her name was tiffany who's a busser there who's watching all of this happen and is like it's tearing our family apart um i cried
0: yeah, when they interviewed her. started bawling at this. Point.
1: Yeah, because they're like interviewing this like teen girl. You're witnessing real life trauma happen. Yeah. You know, like great. I'm looking at this girl being like she's going to be talking about this in therapy for the next 20 years. Yeah,
0: it's great. And I'm, I'm going to be talking about this on podcast for 20 years. So yeah, they right there with you. So uh, at this point, after he shows the highlight clip uh, or the low light clip to everybody, he addresses the staff and uh, I, ha- I have a piece queued up here of the show. I mean, this encapsulates what we were dealing with with this manager, Vinny, the entire time. It's one of the most incredible pieces of cinema I've ever seen. (laughs) I mean, it's incredible. This guy. So I'm gonna cue it up for you right now, and we're gonna play. And
1: before you play it, just know they're all standing outside, and this is in front of Vinny's entire staff and all of his customers. Yeah. So this isn't just happening one on one.
0: Okay, so uh, let's do it. Here we go. Let me tell you something. Even though
2: it may appear that all of you have given up.
0: Maybe I'm bitter, hateful, and disgusted inside, and it shows, but I never gave up! Okay. Don't say I gave
1: up!
2: It's disgusting behavior, Vinny. Do you ever feel your father every day? <laughs> Did you? I'm asking you a question. My father died 20 years okay, ago. I'm- Okay, I'm very sorry for that, because Dad and Mom
0: mean everything to me. If, If you failed your father every day, let me say it the right way, would you feel good about every day going to work? If. Would you? If I'm asking you a question. Wild stuff, folks. Oh my god! I mean, this guy is in tears. His whole family is shocked, crying. I'm asking you a question. Okay, fine. Your father's dead. I apologize, mother and father. Mean everything to me. Let me rephrase the question. I mean, it is it is just incredible, guys. It's really good stuff.
1: I think there's more.
0: Well, they come back and then they kind of deal with it a little bit. Do you want to hear a little bit more? I do. Okay, so they go to commercial and then they come back and uh and the commercial. daughter's name was olivia by the way
1: not tiffany
0: it's no
2: wonder that the customers are few and far between right now you need to clean up your attitude are you committed
0: yes i am
2: good <laughs> i haven't got months i haven't got weeks i've got 24 hours to turn this business around
0: so a big clock shows you up can't counter, give me 24 your best hours
2: in 24 hours Trust me, you may as well close the door. With the reopening in less than 24 hours, we're in a race against time. My team have installed clocks throughout the restaurant to track our impending deadline. Customers, I'm picking up those checks. But what I am going to ask you to do is to come back here 24 hours time and taste what an Italian restaurant should taste like. Understood? Good, because the clock starts now.
0: Everybody's, everybody's in tears. Now,
2: get on your cell phones and tell everybody you're not coming home for 24 hours. I'll meet you back in the restaurant. Get on your phones.
1: I don't, is he serious? Yep. Wild. Yeah, that was. I, I guess I just wanted to um, get that clip of him going. Yes,
0: I am. <laughs> are you? Are you uh, capable of hand? Yes, I'm totally in <laughs> c- control right now.
1: In tears, you oh, guys. Oh my god, he's wild. You. Know, I. I need everyone to watch this episode. You got
0: to. It's great. I mean, I was tempted to just let it roll and watch yeah. it again, but so okay. So then after this point, um, and this is kind of like the dicey part. Can they flip this place in 24 hours? Because they immediately march into the restaurant. And Gordon starts having his entire crew, like, re-renovate the entire um
1: They're renovating, place. like, the seating area, but they're also stripping down the kitchen. They're, like, looking at a, a, a freezer that's, like, 40 years old and broken and has pork chops in there yeah. that are a couple of years I old. I like
0: that. That's a great scene. So he's got, uh, we got Gordon in the kitchen with Lou, the head chef. And uh, they open up this freezer and he opens it up and he's like, oh, my God, this is disgusting. This thing's so old. It's falling apart. It's like being held. And he's like, Lou's like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, We don't really use that this uh, freezer, really. And he's like, and then all of a sudden Gordon goes into the freezer, pulls out like wrapped pork chops. Yeah. And he's like, well, what are these? He's like, oh, yeah, those are the pork chops. I, I just put them in there to freeze them and then when people want them i take them out <laughs> yeah as if like that's a different way to deal with it it's like no you store them in there yeah it's like, we don't use this except for those pork chops and i only use it when people <laughs> order pork chops and then that's when i ta- that's where i take them from
1: they found some old tilapia that was already cooked and then refrozen yeah refrozen
0: with just like one little sheet of like uh easy wrap like on top of yeah. it it's just like disgusting then he opens up the walk-in freezer Ooh,
1: doggy this that's hurt. that's
0: tough he starts opening up tubs that's when he grabs like the salad dressing which is blue cheese he has literally has black mold like crawling like Ugh. from the lid down um, and that's the stuff that they clearly used on the salad that he hated in yeah he earlier. said it was spoiled um, expired so uh, and that was really tough then he pulls out something that just looks like old squid that's in like the bottom Ugh. of an exposed bucket
1: looked like a high school science experiment
0: real bad I mean it looks like a sci-fi movie like yeah. it looked like this thing was about to just suck somebody's face like it was crazy mm-hmm. and he kind of puts his nose in there and Gordon Ramsay and not as a bit like starts dry heaving real bad to the point and this is what I love that where one cameraman shoots through another cameraman and he is gagging as well. Yeah,
1: everyone just starts gagging. It's just
0: like it looks like everybody's about to start throwing up. Mm -hmm. I mean it's really terrible stuff. So they start renovating things, um, and at this point, they take the kitchen staff, they bring them out to the big trailer that transformed into the main main screen, and they start start showing the kitchen, the cooks, um, Gordon Ramsay's team starts showing them how to prepare their minimalist menu.
1: Yes, and thank God, before this happened, they sent home the teen daughter, Olivia. They
0: did. They were like, oh, uh, you should get the hell out of here. you yeah. probably never come back. It is a toxic environment for a young woman <laughs> like
1: you yeah he was like you don't need to see this and yeah. so she leaves and which was really great because gordon was having this like big conversation with the entire staff telling them what we're going to do we're going to renovate it we're going to teach you guys stuff and then all of a sudden Vinny just starts crying and he's like look at this text from my daughter look at it.
0: this is a 70s comes from a 17 year old and
1: it's like hey dad you should really listen to them i think this will help love you bye
0: <laughs> <laughs> that came from a 17 year old a 17 year old
1: this is just you know what they should do this show but instead of gordon Ramsay coming in and fixing the restaurant it's just a therapist who comes in and they fixes. should have
0: a th- he should have a therapist on staff he
1: should have a therapist and on a social staff worker because he ends up having to be the therapist yeah. and he's not a great
0: therapist because no, he's, he's like suck it up
1: yeah he's like he's like grow up or i'm gonna leave and yeah. then the people look terrified
0: and they're like no don't leave yeah I just exposed myself on TV. I don't want to. Now I need to reap the benefits of from it.
1: But poor Vinny. We need to make sure he's getting help because this is a troubled man. Either that or there's there's something going on with Vinny.
0: I think he may be a drunk. Yeah. I think he's drinking a lot at home. Yeah. and uh, I mean, I don't know that for a fact. But he was just, what I'm assuming. he was
1: too quick to yell and too quick to cry. Yeah, it
0: was great. I mean, his hairpin trigger on his emotions. So after they show the chefs kind of a minimalist menu, this is something that Gordon Ramsay does for most of these places. Like he takes the, these huge menus and he yeah. pairs them down to like four items. Which is great because yeah.
1: that's what a restaurant should be. Whenever mm-hmm. I walk into a restaurant and they are serving like a hundred different things. A diner. Yeah, you're like, oh, this is going to be bad.
0: That's why at a diner, you should never order the things that shouldn't be on a diner menu. This yeah. is diner culture. Folks, maybe I'm giving you a tip that you should know. Like, uh, I don't know, wherever you are listening to this podcast, if you have a lot of diners. I grew up in New Jersey. It's kind of like the uh, city diner of diners. capital of the world, baby. I mean, and, uh, you know, those menus are four or five pages, huge menus. Yeah. Um, and uh, you really do know somebody you can tell if somebody does not know about diners if they flip to like the entree part of a diner menu yeah. and order like the lobster tails. Yeah. Or they're like, Let's "I'll you...
1: have the pork chop and yeah. the mashed potatoes." Well, now the... here's
0: the thing. Sometimes old people I'll, I'll notice will order like the meatloaf and mashed potatoes. Mm. And I think there might be something to that. I think enough people are ordering like something like all like an old person home-cooked meal. Gotcha. But you just got to don't order the shrimp scampi. Like don't gotcha. order pasta. Don't order seafood i think that's like your main thing stick to breakfast
1: yeah and grilled cheese
0: and grilled cheese and mozzarella sticks Yeah, you know all that's the the appetizers and the breakfast and the sandwiches yeah that's where you're gonna go for anything else it's too much but he this isn't a diner it's an italian restaurant he pairs this menu down to like um you know spaghetti bolognese mm-hmm. um a veal uh shank or something uh chicken chicken marsala like a yeah. nice uh a a nice simple salad that's basically it um and you know this stuff looks really good you know you lose going right along with it he's uh, listening to the women he's trying to
1: re-enthuse yeah. lou and to get him excited about cooking which i think he does also nick you're bringing up an important point which is that most of gordon ramsey's team was female
0: a lot of ladies on the staff i liked that um you know the the chefs and also the people who are renovating the um the, yeah. the dining room yeah so uh how about that what do you think about what they did so the the dining room was just kind of like it looked like a regular banquet area mm-hmm. like just kind of wooden chairs maybe like mustardy red walls. it was done in and,
1: the style of like a old tuscany olive garden yeah, little 80s yeah kind of a
0: little 80s um you know they had yeah they had like the fake uh grapes, grapevines mm-hmm. and stuff and what they chandeliers uh, how, how do you what, what how do you think that they did with the renovation of the dining room?
1: They made it modern. Um, I really liked the way it looked. I, I loved the uh, the copper pots hanging and they had chandeliers. copper
0: pot chandeliers, which uh-huh. were very cool. Another thing that they had was in some of the corners, they had like uh, chopped wood. That, it was I mean,
1: like a wall of firewood, and, basically. And it makes
0: sense because if you've ever been, you know, north of Manhattan, it is, you know, uh, what do you call that? The Delaware River It's rustic, area. but it
1: also makes sense because they have too. a... Working fireplace in the restaurant. So I understood that. I liked everything except for the couches.
0: They have, they've gotten rid of tables and they've put places where it could be a booth. Yeah. But the booth is just like a love seat.
1: and it wasn't every table. I would say it was like it's three. A few of them. Yeah, there was like one in the middle, and then a couple on the sides, and it was it was supposed to give it like a homey feel, you know.
0: But I'm just feel like, and it was a it was a powder blue, like, yeah. Uh, like upholstery. It's get stained. It's just like you're slinging spaghetti sauce all over the goddamn place. Yeah, you know these things are going to be disgusting after a while.
1: And I've sat on couches in restaurants, and I hate it. Doesn't work. You're, I don't want to be comfy while eating. Yeah. it's like weird. You're
0: never. The posture is never correct to get, uh, you know, there's, I've been to restaurants with these as well, and I'm never enthused by a booth like that. Give me a more firm seating situation. Yeah. Um, It'll help everybody.
1: And we looked because of course this show has the part where they they put the restaurant to the test and they bring customers back in to eat and stuff. And we were looking at the people sitting on the couches. They did not look comfortable. They looked
0: like they were sitting on the edge of their seat and not in like an anticipatory way. but like keep themselves upright. It was was a little strange. Now, so they finally get the restaurant together. They, 24 hours goes by. They invite all of the people in the restaurant uh, when they threw them out. Plus some more people to come dine on the new menu see the new restaurant and for the most part everybody seems very happy yeah what ends up happening is the veal a few times uh is sent back because it is undercooked right and
1: lou gets upset
0: lou gets upset because Vinny goes into the kitchen and kind of like old Vinny shows up and is like lou it's undercooked and kind of raises his voice he doesn't seem angry not as bad yeah but he also doesn't see it's definitely not like a sweet um Disposition. Right. Um, it's more of like a stressed out, anxiety ridden yes. disposition, which kind of just breeds more anxiety. Yes. Um, and so after like the second or third time. Veal gets taken back. Lou starts losing his mind, goes back to old Lou, throws Vinny out of his kitchen, says, you do it. I never un- undercooked a veal in my life. Throws a pan across the way. And that's when Gordon has to take Lou off to the side into the office and give him a pep talk.
1: Yeah, and this is when you predicted that someone was gonna, that Lou was going to get fired. Well, I, had,
0: I had, was like, well, Lou's the problem here. Yeah, so that's what it seemed like you know, to it's me, like too. I thought that they might have demoted Lou because I've yeah. seen this before and it's tough to watch. Demoting the head chef and making one of the line cooks the head chef. Right. And making Lou go onto the line. Sad. Those are tough to watch. I've seen it happen. I thought that was going to happen here. It does not. Yeah. Lou apologizes. He gets his energy back up and they finish out that night strong. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's basically where the show ends. Gordon kind of readdresses the family. The family thanks him for fixing the entire family. And then uh, Gordon kind of looks at um, Vinny and goes, Hey, Vinny, thanks for working with me here. Don't don't fuck it up. And Vinny's like, Will not fuck this up. I
1: will absolutely not. On oh, my family's honor, On
0: my family's honor. Uh, yeah. Um, so then they do a three months later the most positive thing. oh doggie. They said they're still having trouble getting people during the week. That just might be where they are. Oh, we did mess, miss yes, one part. Yes, we missed
1: the most important part. I was just thinking that. So
0: at the very end, you, and Ashley, maybe you can uh, tell, tell. Okay,
1: right before the grand reopening, Gordon puts um, masks on Vinny and his sister. He puts them in a car. He drives them around. He takes them to a big surprise. This is going to change everything, guys. He unmasks them and it is a...
0: Moderately sized billboard.
1: Small. Small billboard. <laughs> small billboard. <laughs> Vinny starts. Vinny bursts into tears. Yeah. His sister. Oh, my God. I,
0: we we fixed everything. Our whole family's back together. Yeah. I've never seen such a sight for Zora. His sister is just kind of like, okay. Okay. And then I guess the statistics that Gordon says is like 30,000 vehicles a day. Yeah. Cro- I mean, that seems... High. yeah um maybe it was like 3500 or something a year a year i don't know <laughs> but it's gonna help business but anyway turns out three months later they're still having trouble getting people during the week but weekends stuff is picked up and people like the food better and that's kind of where they leave us. yeah and
1: they're kind of like eh, and Vinny's working on his personality and he's working on it
0: eh, there's still some stuff but he's yeah. working on it you yeah know. the daughter olivia seems kind of happy with everybody so yeah. that, i guess that's all that matters
1: um i can't wait we have to find out if it's still open and we need to go
0: oh if we make another if we do a hiking trip up there that's we're gonna plan it around going to that restaurant Ugh, i can't 100%. wait percent i would like to do that this week yeah let's uh, make that a goal well, we'll have to find out whether or not well you know what we're gonna do we're gonna pause right here yeah and we're gonna come right back you won't even know that we're gone and we're gonna tell you whether or not this restaurant is still open we're back see that was quick now belligiana's is drumroll please
1: still open it is still open folks
0: and uh ashley has the yelp reviews right now the recent yelp reviews what are you seeing
1: so i went here after seeing the gordon Ramsay show Mm. screaming from the kitchen attitude from the server we sat there listening to the banter in the kitchen trying to figure out which of the people from the show was yelling that said the food was amazing very flavorful two stars
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know what here's something great this is this is the big turn now if I go to Bellagiana's, yeah. I want to see Vinny cry. <laughs> like, I want to see him yelling at Lou. I want to see the show. Like, I want that experience. If I go there and Vinny's not there and everybody's nice and the food is great, yeah. who fucking cares? That's not why I went up All drove two hours to this restaurant.
1: I got another one. One more. How not to run a restaurant. My wife and I went to the restaurant tonight with a Groupon coupon. We got concerned when we saw we were the only couple in the restaurant except for a few men at the bar. We were shown to a table, and the person who took our order was unshaven and wearing a plaid shirt and appeared disheveled. We gave him our order of two salads and two orders of chicken franchise. Chick. Oh,
0: they, have, they added Franchese? or Mas, yeah. it was Marsala on the uh, yeah. early man. They've added Franchise. Interesting.
1: While we waited for our drinks, one of the employees started singing. The line in the Spanish song is besame mucho, which means kiss me a lot. However, he sang besame culo, which means kiss my Mm-mm. A-S-S. He and the other men, including the staff, were talking loudly about the business and continued to do so when two women came in. The salads looked and tasted good. The chicken franchise was not. And any chicken franchise I've ever had was made with lemon wine sauce. This was made with brown marsala sauce and was bland.
0: Uh, Wait a minute. So that was marsala? Yeah. Chicken marsala, they just misnamed it? I guess. What happened over there, Vinny?
1: I don't understand how people can rate this as a four or five star restaurant when the chef doesn't know the difference between how you prepare franchise, and marsala sauce. Also, when the employees don't know how to dress for their job and when not to act like a crude fool in a business with customers in the establishment. Perhaps that is why the restaurant had so few people in it. By the way, the two women who came in had drinks and left quickly. When we left, there was no one in the dining room. Now I know why they went on Groupon. By the way, to comment on the prior entry, I was born, raised, and educated in the Bronx, so I know good Italian food and what we had was not good Italian food
0: wait um, we have to get there one star and I, i'm i'm we, uh, listen can i this if,
1: is from june 18 though so maybe this may, was before may, i
0: don't know I, who knows but yeah. i'm gonna tell you right now though i want if i go there i want to see the show yeah give me the i want a lou and Vinny fight yeah and uh, i would like to, to get a picture with uh lou and Vinny together yeah that's, you should that's ask my, them i'm sure yeah. they'll love that yeah why? Why wouldn't they? I came to the restaurant because I liked the show. Yeah, this is what they have to turn their business in. That's true. Like you need to. I mean, if you're a big like, honestly, do you don't think that 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 kid that kitchen nightmares where he threw in the towel a bunch of seasons? Ago, Amy's
1: baking company. You don't
0: think people show? I mean, I read read their Yelp reviews. Yeah, people go in there and just kind of piss the the, the people off, yeah. so they chase him out of there with a knife. Like, yeah, that's why people visit the restaurant. It's true. I mean, this is what I'm looking for, folks. Um, and you know what, folks? that is the show thank you so much for listening do us a favor rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts that helps us out a lot um, follow us on Twitter uh, by uh, looking for us at realityblowspod follow Ashley on Twitter at Ashley B. Roberts follow me on Instagram at Nick Maritato. and uh, we are going to be on a little album tour Ashley's gonna be trying to put together her album that she'll be recording in New York City in November stand up album the way she's gonna do it is try to get everything together on a little tour You have four dates coming out you. you can check Ashley and my my Instagrams for those dates. You can check the Reality Blow Twitter for those dates. And you know what? Fuck it. Ashley'll give you those dates and where they're going to be right now.
1: On June 15th, we'll be in Philadelphia at the Good Good Theater. On June 16th, we'll be in Richmond, Virginia at the Coalition Theater. On June 18th, we'll be in Asheville, North Carolina at the Lazoom Room. And on June 19th, we'll be at Chapel Hill at the Ch- the Pit, Chapel Hill.
0: Guys, it's going to be a lot of fun. If you're Mm -hmm. a blowhard, please DM us and let us know that you're going to be there. We'd love to meet you, talk to you if you're into something like that. Um, Or shoot us an email at realityblowspodcast at gmail.com and uh, give us some recommendations for some fun TV shows. This was a recommendation by my pops, and uh, it was great. One of the best Shout out to Steve. So thank you, Steve, even though you do not listen to this podcast, and I probably won't even tell you that we talked about this show. (laughs) But thank you so much for listening, Um, and God uh, may Vinny never stop crying,
1: and may Lou throw that pan so hard that it busts, and then everyone's families brought back together.
0: Yes, and also let's make sure that we reflect our bad luck on a dead body.
1: Bye. Bye.